Hey, welcome to Recharting Your Life with Hope. I'm Hope Cook, creator and host. If you feel stuck, restless, overwhelmed, or dissatisfied with your current life, despite your life looking pretty good on paper, or at least on social media, I can totally relate. Together, we'll figure out how to take the next right step. I'll interview women who are a little farther along on the path and get tips and ideas from them. I definitely don't have it figured out, so I'll share the ups and downs of my own journey with you. Let's get started because life is too short to waste in autopilot. If you want to be the best possible version of you, you're in the right place. All right, welcome everybody. Today we have my mom. Welcome, mom. Thank you. <laughs> She's laughing. <laughs> All right, it was a, it was a real struggle to get her to agree to be on the podcast. So I'm excited that you're here, and this is in honor of Mother's Day. So welcome, and thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to be on the podcast. I'm honored. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So Sarah is her name. Sarah is a retired school teacher of how many years? 31 plus. 31 plus. And she grew up in South Carolina and is living in South Georgia. So I wanted to talk about some of your journey. (laughs) (laughs) I'm giggling because she's laughing. Just in your life, and especially with regards to parenting, since it's Mother's Day, and you may have some words of wisdom for other mothers out there who are trying to figure out their way and how to be a mom and also um, sort of chart their own path. So what's the question? (laughs) (laughs) All right. So you were how old when you had your first kid my sister Roz 25 25 and tell us about what was that time like you had moved from your hometown to you got dragged down to South Georgia to live on a farm right I grew up in a small town but uh we moved to an even smaller town just a little junction with a few hundred people and uh I had my in-laws nearby but uh, no one I really knew or any other family. And, um, we had been married three years and, uh, I thought we were ready, but, uh, my (laughs) husband was teasing me the other day because when we got to the hospital, I wanted to sit out in the parking lot and not go in. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, there was no going back though. So, that was very easy. I had an epidural and I thought, wow, this is one of the easiest things I've ever done birthing this baby. But then when you get them home, it's another, it's another story and all that sleep deprivation and didn't know what I was doing. And you just really learn on that first baby. So you make lots of mistakes, but they survive. So you had, you kind of had uh, me and Roz back to back. Yeah, uh, you can get pregnant while you're breastfeeding, 
and uh, <laughs> and uh, but we had talked about uh, thinking about having, and I, I wanted to um, the children to be maybe two years apart. We thought we wanted four. And so, um, I was ready for another baby. So you were not unplanned necessarily to make you feel better. Yeah, I do. But, uh, but anyway, you all wound up being 19 months apart, which that was pretty hard too in diapers. And I think I found out on the oldest, our oldest daughter, Roz, I found out on her first birthday that I was pregnant with you. I think you've told me you cried, not tears of joy, but tears of, <laughs> no. No, I did not cry. I hope you're just making that <laughs> Makes the story more interesting. Yeah. All right. So you were also trying to teach school, right, during this time? No, no. Actually, I stayed home um, after Roz was born. Okay. And what was life like, living in the middle of nowhere? You didn't have many friends your age. You've got these two babies. Did you go through a period of like, uh, what was I thinking? No, I really don't think I did. Um, I just think that one of my strong points is, and I don't mean to be bragging, but being content. And so I think I was pretty much content. And, you know, you just realize that you're going to have some hard times, but you got to enjoy the good times. And, um, I just, that was what I, I majored in home economics in college because I know this is not going to impress anybody, but I just was very domestic and just wanted to be a wife and a mother. Yeah. You got your MRS degree. Yeah. So that's, that. <laughs> I, I guess I was, you know, I felt fulfilled pretty much. And, but that's a good point. Being content is a, strength. And um, I don't think I inherited that. I'm always restless and looking for the next thing and um, have a... Yes, you were always adventuresome. So (laughs) anyway, I I can't really relate to that because I'm just pretty much (laughs) like to be home and don't want any drama. Now, what was the hardest (laughs) part of that time though? Was it the financial uncertainty? Was it being lonely and not knowing many people no probably just not having a lot of me time because you got two little ones and your daddy was farming and he was busy and tired and um uh just grumpy (laughs) (laughs) probably and so um you just sort of manage that's just sort of what I did so do you look at do you, look, do you look at today's generation and or, or even like my generation and you say, God, why are you so restless? Can't you just be content with being a mom? Why do you have to start a podcast? Why do you have to take all these courses? And so you're asking me if I understand that. Uh, yeah. Or... Do you find it hard to understand that? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, period. <laughs> right. Uh, because I look back and I spent later when I had three children and I was still and I was teaching and I spent too much time I taught at a uh, the school I taught at last was a national blue ribbon school of excellence and so a lot was expected of of us and um, the principal gave just as much as I mean she gave her time and expected us to and I just spent 
hours up at the school, even on the weekends. And oh, I, wow. the school was full. I mean, teachers were up there doing whatever. And I regret that. I just re- regret that I didn't, and I felt rushed and um, irritable and too many time restraints um, to be able to do things I wanted to do at home or with you all. And so you anyway. were kind of, it sounds like your priorities were a little bit shifted, maybe out of alignment during that time. Yeah, I would say so. Not drastically so, but that's one of my regrets is that uh, I let my job take first place probably. Yeah, it's so hard though when you're in the thick of it and everybody, quote unquote, everybody else is up there at the school on Saturday and Sunday and you would probably have felt like you were, you know, have a little shame or guilt or whatever if you weren't right and I'm a rule follower and I wanted to be prepared I do not like to be unprepared and I know you get some of your planning and list making unfortunately from me and your daddy and so I wanted to be prepared and you know I really enjoyed teaching but yeah that was just a lot of extra that I wish I had been more attentive at home Yeah, you know, I was thinking about this the other day, the work ethic thing, like you and daddy both have the strongest work ethic, which is you would think that's a good thing. And it is. But it could be to your detriment if you put that in front of everything else, you know, or if you go to work when your body's telling, you know, like daddy's vision went away. He basically became legally blind and he's still going to work and still, you know, and at some point you have to say, all right my help comes first or right and somebody the other day said they had never heard uh your daddy um pity himself or have a pity party he just sucks it up sucks it up and keeps going yeah and he does he has the most perseverance of anybody I know of so that can be that's to a fault sometimes yeah sometimes our greatest strength is also our greatest weakness right um and then when you finally retired after 31 plus years, did you feel like it, like a sense of freedom or? Oh, man, yes. <laughs> Exclamation mark. Uh, sure did. And but but um, I did. It took a while to get it out of my system. I still wanted to know what was going on at school. And I did some uh, subbing and I did a long term sub for uh, maternity leave for somebody and that that cured me that, that got it out it of my system <laughs> right <laughs> do you feel like that's because you um defined yourself as a teacher and a mom and like you had trouble finding your own identity outside of that um I it took a while to get that that uh yeah the teacher part out of my system but um I didn't have a problem dealing, I don't think necessarily with the empty nest. Yeah. I hate to say that, but I no, I think it's it. because you had kid. Our, our youngest uh, girl in the family is she's nine years younger than me. So I think it, y'all probably had an easier time with the empty nest because it dragged out so long. Right. We had children at home over a stretch of, I don't know how many years. And so, um, yeah, we were ready. And then during that same time that I retired, um, your daddy was experiencing his vision problems and um, it, it was just a lot. So even when I retired, I would 
uh, take him to work, go pick him up, bring him home for lunch, cook a big lunch, take him back to work. Um, then he rode his bicycle to work and back, but got hit by a car. So that nipped that in the bud. <laughs> then he, then he was able to get the special glasses for driving. So yeah, after he got hit by a car, then they approved the special glasses. Yeah. Well, so it sounds like with you starting your la your third chapter, your final chapter of life. <laughs> oh gosh. Yeah. <laughs> That it took a while to kind of figure out who you were, who you are, what you want to do. So tell us about your third chapter. What's going on now? Well, Hope, you are famous for asking <laughs> us what our plans are and uh, what our goals are. And I am just not goal oriented. And uh, that's probably a big problem for people who to accept that for people who are goal oriented. Maybe you're but, living in the uh, present, though. Is that what it is, you think? I'm trying to, <laughs> yeah, and uh, that works for uh, for me. And um, I just it's kind of uh, one day at a time almost because I'm pretty still pretty tied up with what I have to help my husband with, and every day seems like there's a new challenge. And yesterday he was so frustrated because. We got a package from FedEx and a piece or something was missing uh, and he didn't, he can't get on the computer now and check his email like he should. And I was trying to do it. He's very impatient. And so every day there seems to be a little something new to deal with. So I am just so thankful and grateful for what I call normal, no drama, um, laid back days. No, that's good. And that's, I think you got that from uh, granny, your mom, right? She was like that. She'd say, Lord, I'm just so grateful to be alive. That's right. And she was very content and never dissatisfied really. And, um, I think that was an invaluable trait or, or lesson or whatever that she passed on to yeah. us. She lived to be 104, so I feel like we were all very fortunate to get to know her as, as adults. Right, right. I agree. Well, do you have any advice for people who are kind of in the thick of things and they're having a hard time being content and having a hard time letting each day just sort of unfold? Like me. Well, <laughs> uh, you know I'm going to say something religious, which may offend somebody but you can delete it. No, uh, go but, ahead. Well, you know, I mean, I just have a lot of faith and, and I, believe in praying. I just believe <laughs> uh, Philippians four, six, and seven. You, you can look it up. I've memorized it, but don't be anxious about it, anything. And there's some more to it, but um, you've got to, I just believe in praying about everything and, and I'm still anxious. That's something I regret. I just think I'm, inherited um and a gene where you I don't want to say I'm controlling I know I am but I'm trying to work on that but we just want to be so in charge and everything go according to our schedule and our lists for that day I'm, I'm very much uh too too much that way and so I really have to depend on prayer to help straighten me out and pray about God cares about every detail of your life God is detail oriented he's not a God of chaos and 
Um, therefore, I don't like chaos and I like balance. He's a God of balance. And so we're, we're, we, sh we were made to have that. And then it all messed up in Garden of Eden when we <laughs> sinned. But anyway, so I just have to, I have to rely on prayer to help me uh, cope and get straightened out. And that, that would be my advice to pray about everything and don't be anxious. And God is, he's, he's the best. Um, what should I say? Anything you're having problems with, if it's real estate, if it's uh, family relationships, he's the best counselor. He's the best uh, wedding planner. He's the best financial physician guru. Yeah. The best doctor. So you just turn everything over to him if you can. And, um, and you've got to use common sense and you've got to do your part, but basically depend on God because he's the best. He's, he's the only one you can totally count on. Yeah. And I think, yeah, if you have a higher power or a, a greater purpose that you're, um, that, that's present in your life, then it just gives your life so much more meaning and direction. Right. And the best self-help book is the Bible. Yes. Yes, that's true. I've read all my self-help books and <laughs> that's right. And he's, you know, um, but anyway, that's, that's my opinion. You just have to try it for yourself. If and you how many it. years have you taught Sunday school? Gosh, I don't know. Off and on since I got married. Wow. All right, ladies and uh, the few gentlemen who listen. <laughs> <laughs> you have some guys on here. Yeah, I, I have some men who listen, or at least they tell me they do. So Thank you for your words. I'm going to try to um, get Ollie to let me interview her too. So we'll have three generations. Well, that will be rich. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks, Mama. All right. Love you. Love and you. thank you for um, making my Mother's Day extra special. With an interview. <laughs> yeah. All right. Bye-bye. All right. This one was short and sweet. So you just have a few take-home points. The practice of contentment is a gift. Number two, there will be hard times, but it's important to enjoy the good times. Number three, a normal day without drama can be a gift. Number four, there will be seasons in life without a lot of me time. Number five, ask yourself if you'll later regret giving so much of yourself to your work. Number six, your strength, like it could be work ethic in uh, my mom's case, can also be a weakness. Number seven, you don't have to be goal-oriented. You can live in the present and be grateful for normal days. Number eight, be anxious for nothing. That comes from Philippians 4, 6, and 7. Number nine, connecting with a higher power like God will make everything in your life feel more manageable. Number 10, pray about everything and don't be anxious. Number 11, God is the best counselor, doctor, real estate agent, wedding planner, etc. In other words, don't be anxious. Number 12, the best self-help book in the Bible. The best self-help book is the Bible, according to my mom. Thanks, Mom. Happy Mother's Day. Thanks for joining me on today's podcast. If you like this podcast and think someone else could benefit, please share it. I'd also love for you to write a review on your favorite podcast platform like Spotify or Apple. And lastly, if you would like more of the same, come over to my website, hopethepa.com. Thank y'all for listening.